Hello, hey, I here. Q&A, am I right? Okay, Maya and I talk a lot. So the entire conversation ended up being about an hour and 45 minutes, by which I caught a lot of it. And then divided into two parts, both being posted at the exact same time. They were recorded through a Discord call, so the quality isn't as crisp as the actual podcast. But hey, I'm not telling sound design if you aren't either. Anyways, enjoy! Hi! Hi, okay, my name is Hea, I'm the director, and I play Daniel, and we're joined by someone as well. Hello, I'm Maya, I'm the lead writer, and I play Rhea. Maya! Maya, we released episode 6. It's out. We sure did. Sure did! <laughs> Oh my god, okay, it's been, it's been a while. It's been, let me actually double check when I wrote the outline, like the first outline for it, because that was a long time ago. We've been planning this episode from like the very start. We've, we've been waiting to make this episode. Almost a year, right? I opened the document to make the outline on May 27th of 2022 wow so like four months ago <laughs> um yeah so we had when we made the outline for the season um i guess i'm just getting into this mm. um when we made the outline for the season we had always planned for it to be 18 to 20 episodes it ended up being 20 episodes because writers am i right we always want to write more content mm-hmm. um and um uh, I wanted to break it up kind of into a three-act structure with um, the end of the first kind of act of the season, what we're now calling the arc of the mm-hmm. season, um, being a really hard turn into the more horror supernatural stuff. So we had come up with the idea of an episode that was like 20 minutes, completely uncut of them just having mm-hmm. this like horrifying encounter with a monster. And we went back and forth about what that monster was going to be. Until we landed on Rakshasas. Because mm-hmm. we, re- we really like the idea, at least I brought into the table the whole thing of having something like a bobcat yells because they sound like they're human screams. And I was like, we can work something out. And Maya was like, hey, so there's this legend and it's about people, like, it's about these creatures, these demons from Hindu mythology mimicking human speech. So what if, what if traumatize the characters and we did <laughs> and we did <laughs> and it's awesome my favorite thing traumatizing our children oh my god anyways um so okay here's where this is going to go and first of all thank you so much for being here by the way thank you so much for listening to our story we're this like little group of friends college friends just making art because we love what we do and it's so fun to see people loving what what we love it's just such a cool little feeling. It makes me so happy. It's incredibly insane. Every day my family group chat wakes up to me, like, sending them some, like, comment or piece of fan art um, that we've gotten because of the show and being like, oh my god, this is insane. Who would have thought? Not me. It makes us so happy to see it makes you happy. So thank you so much. Um, so we've collected a bunch of questions. Most of them have come from Patreons who we asked on the Patreon and the discord server channels patreon discord server channels um a bunch of questions and i divided them into some categories so we're gonna start with some production questions so kind of like a little bit more of the writing standpoint the editing the acting standpoint all of that 
we're gonna move to character specific questions some of them are about the relationship some of them are really stupid so i'm excited to answer all of those we're gonna move to some plot questions and after that we have the soup section i, I just think that's incredible Good soup, soup. <laughs> great soup bestie all right let's start with production shall we so duckest lord asks when did you first come up with the idea for rodex i'm going to start I'm going to start on this one Back in 2020, you know, we were all there. Pandemic. Um, As you should. As, yes, exactly. We, we were all there. Um, at that point, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I have a background of voice acting since I was 14 or so. I had a YouTube channel that went pretty big at one point, um, doing dubs in Spanish. And at this point, I had started to move to the U.S. Uh, with my boyfriend, now husband. Whoop. Um and it has been a thing of me just staying home and working, trying to work on my creative juices, you know, the most creative, fun little stuff. I have a notebook somewhere of all the stuff that I wanted to create. The thing is, I'm not, okay, I am a, a, I am a writer, you know, but it's not my profession. My thing is acting. My thing is directing. So I kind of, all the ideas that I had, I had a rough idea of where this wanted to be. But at the same time, I didn't really know where to take it. I didn't know how to explore it. So, fast forward a year later, um, I went to this college in Vancouver, Vancouver Film School, great school. Um, I was in the film production campus, which had me um, specialize in production design and directing, which is, of course, what I, what I wanted to do. And in one of those days, the school sent us a link for a mingle. And what that mingle does is it takes from all the campus in the same school, because there's um, sound design, there's game design, there's writing, there's a bunch of stuff. And basically puts people in random little groups um, to just talk to each other. And then enters Maya. It was a classic breakout room. Yeah, exactly. Immediately, Maya and I uh, start... Ones... I was just going to make a stupid joke. The ones we all know and love from being randomly grouped into them with your classmates to answer a discussion question where then you have to carry the discussion <laughs> or, did you, or sit there in silence for 10 minutes yeah exactly exactly oh my god anyways yeah <laughs> <laughs> we did not sit in silence in fact maya and i carried the entire conversation mainly talking to each other about really stupid stuff and we just buy my back still hurts from carrying that conversation for the culture <laughs> amen oh my god <laughs> anyways so we started vibing worked on a bunch of projects before um before rodex we did a short film written by alex composed by maya who's our senior staff writer mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and also nelson who's our who's our more junior staff writer yeah um we all just worked on a bunch of projects before and we started just becoming really good friends my school, my campus at least, was right around the corner in the exact same block of Maya's apartment. <laughs> so normally I would come there a little bit earlier, or I would just go on a lunch break, and we would just chill on their apartment, just play video games. Maya would make me chai. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. It's delicious. At one point... Um, um, true story. Yes. I now bring Heya like, little like homemade chai tea bags when I come visit him in the States uh, so that he can make it when I'm not there. Cause I still live in Canada. 
Also, fun fact, we live... I live in the U.S., Maya lives in Canada, but we live around an hour from each other because we're both so close to the border. <laughs> so every once in a while, <laughs> yeah. at least like once a month, um, Henry, Henry, my husband, he's also the first assistant director, come up to Vancouver and just bring Maya and Alex back to Bellingham. They'll just chill in our house, just play D&D until 3 a.m. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> And it's mainly just so much writer room talk while we're doing it. Yeah, we're bonded. It's a it's a team exercise, you know. It's a team thing. Yeah, it's a it's a company resort retreat something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a corporate job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so back around then, back around the end of last year, uh, I was I was still thinking about this project, and I was thinking of what I wanted to do right after school. Um, I love film production with all my heart, but at the same time, voice acting has always been my one true passion. So I was like, okay, I want to do something. I want to produce something. And I have this little story. I think it's going, it was called Road 24 when we started the idea. And so I approached Maya and I went, I have this story. Give me like three hours. I'll make a PowerPoint presentation and pitch it to you. <laughs> And I did, in fact, get that PowerPoint presentation. It was like a whole lookbook. There were Pinterest boards. It was fantastic. It was a writer's dream. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I pitched it to Maya and we're like, okay, I have this idea. I feel like you would buy so much with it. There's so much witchy stuff. There's so much character development. It's great. These are the characters. By that time, we didn't have names for the characters. We just had like the architects who wanted them to play. So we had the tower, we had the fool, and we had the hermit and uh, death, of course, which which ended up being Ashley. Um, so I just basically had that, a bunch of pictures, the character archetypes. It was like, hey, Maya, what do you think? What did you think, Maya? Uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of mad. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was. <laughs> It was one of those things that was, like, instantly very, like, compelling for me. Um, I very much enjoy character-heavy storytelling. Um, and when Haya brought it to me, it was basically character concepts and um, kind of a direction for them to go. Um, but it wasn't plot-heavy. It was very character-heavy. And that's that's my jam. Um, so then we kind of... Uh, very quickly started I remember sitting on my couch like multiple days well past dark with like a notebook scrawling out like little maps of like what their relationships are <laughs> to each other and what those dynamics would be like and trying to figure out it took we were also referring to them by their tarot cards because we knew mm -hmm. um who would be represented by what but we didn't know their names so for the longest time Ane was just called the tower. We would just be like, so the tower's relationship to the hermit. What's the vibe there? And talk about them like that to the point where when we finally did give them names, it took us several weeks to break out of that habit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, uh, sorry. um, uh, Daniel. Right, right. And and Ani? Any? Any? That one? That one. Yeah. Uh, Ria? Annie? R R Raya? You're okay. Can you Raya? tell us that you're okay? He's not. <laughs> Anyways, um, awesome. I'm going to move on to the next questions because otherwise we're going to be here for a while. So, um, Alex Clark, shout out Alex, and Lumery asked, 
What are your biggest inspirations when directing slash writing on the show? Any work through authors? Maya, I would just start us off on that one. You have. Oh, I was gonna say you could start off because I <laughs> you, you have think on far it? more points of inspiration. Uh, well, this has always been when Hey brought this to me. It was very much like it's an audio drama. It's a podcast. It wasn't like a film concept or anything. And that's an a, a niche I don't have a lot of experience in. I'm also like not a horror writer, despite the <laughs> fact that I'm now writing on a horror podcast. So I have very few points of reference. But Hale will have a much more interesting answer to start us I off. Wanna, with I want to first add to that. I feel like Rodex started in a very, very much more a, a horror based uh, like story. When I pitch it to Maya, I was picturing just horror, character development, blah, blah, blah. But it definitely turned more into this like supernatural murder mystery, more than horror aspect of it. Just because you're, of course, a comedy writer. And I just think <laughs> yeah. that Rodex ended up with such a flavor, a specific flavor on its style that I just love. I can't imagine Rodex being more horror-based than it is now. Though I promise you, the horror is just starting. Um, we have it's, horror. It's there. It's there. Uh, it's just, you know, the first couple episodes, we we just prioritize. Yeah, we prioritize the the character development and just building them up for making them suffer. You know, it hits harder. <laughs> it's it's a slow burn. You know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. You can go off about your inspirations. Yes, uh, inspirations. So again. And this, a lot of people know this about me already. And this is something that I see come up in a bunch of other, like, audio dramas that just come around. It's specifically um, the Magnus Archives. You know the Magnus Archives. It's one of the titans in this type of kind of, like, niche of horror supernatural podcast. It's just such a good thing. And I owe Magnus for so, such a, like, a lot <laughs> of 2020 just being stuck in this little room listening to it. Glorious stuff. Uh, and it just, it, this kind of stuff that I listen to, Magnus Archives, Camp Here or There, uh, what is it, The Edge of Sleep, those kind of podcasts just got me into thinking, all right, so I've been doing voice acting for such a long time, what level or what, how can I t take this concept and just bring it to the table? So my major inspirations that I use for this kind of stuff is seeing both the horror aspect of other podcasts. I also really like a bunch of horror movies and stuff, but mainly I just go for everything, every movie, every show. I watch a lot of anime. Of course I do. Uh, that can just give me a character heavy thing. And that is kind of what I want to channel when I'm directing. I just want there to be eight layers to the acting. I want to make sure I work a lot with the actors. And honestly, the actors are so good, Maya, I'm looking at you, that most of the time they just do the the work for me. Yeah, no, you're you're just awesome. And you guys know the character so well. Thomas, too. Shout out to you, Thomas. And it's just such a treat to have we them love there. You, Thomas. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. We have so many stories with recording with Thomas, but we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> so many bloopers. So, so many, many bloopers. bloopers. Anyways, um, I just want to make sure it's a conversation. Something that we've been starting in for the past, like, what, five episodes? It took us a while. At least it took me a while to get to the level and to the style of how I wanted our recording sessions to go. Um, and we ended up settling for a table read kind of deal. So mainly it's a thing of uh, I 
I read the characters that's not the actual performance. So we're recording with Thomas. We're recording an A. I will read Daniel's line uh, on the call. We're recording via Discord. Then he into his microphone is going to say an A. So it just a much more like bouncy conversation. So they're actually like the the performance is actually bouncing off of something. Which I feel just makes for such a natural thing. And it just shows. With Maya's thing, Maya and I just say such stupid things. Yeah. Um, Henry, Maya's um, husband, the first assistant director, his main job in recording sessions is to get Haya and I to shut the hell up and actually record the line. Because we're, <laughs> here's the issue with working with your friends is like it turns into a hangout session and then you just want to hang out and vibe and chat and... I'm a naturally very talkative person. <laughs> um, and and both of us are very easily distracted. So, <laughs> Yeah, as you're going to see with a lot of these questions, because I'm pretty sure that I deviated from the original question a lot. I'm going to say, uh, basically, the answer to that question is both other podcasts and also the actors themselves. Just bouncing off of actors, it's what gives me the idea uh, I've had with, like, Maya, for example. Maya's really good at improving. And once Maya starts improving, that gives me the idea of being like, okay, okay, yes, go with that improv, but let's try it this way. And then Maya and I just go in this, like, rampage of random stuff that ends up turning into 99% of the takes we actually get into the podcast. It's really fun. I just, I love the, working um, with that. The episode five. Mm -hmm. um, Going to a fortune teller. Gonna gonna get a yeah. was 100% just me <laughs> disrespecting my own script and going off in my own direction. I write these scripts. This is the thing always when I'm improvising is I'm like, why didn't I just write this line? And then I, then we'd maybe be more efficient. But I just, mm -hmm. sometimes you have better ideas when you're sitting on the floor of your closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Maya, do you have any inspirations or something you want to talk about? What motivates you while you're writing? Um, so specifically, um, specifically with writing, um, horror, I, I don't have a lot of, um, points of, uh, inspiration because I don't watch a lot of horror. Um, my dad traumatized me when I was a child and made me watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and I could not sleep for days, uh, and <laughs> had nightmares. And I, since then, do not watch horror movies. I find they give me nightmares way too easily so I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat um and so a lot of the inspiration for the horror stuff is coming from other places of reference like the the drama content that I consume and um I find that that has put us in a position in the writer's room where we can write horror that feels very fresh and original and some subverts a lot of the genre conventions because um we're not drawing from genre conventions to write this so it doesn't feel um like it doesn't fall into tropiness or anything like that and it was one of those things i was really nervous about coming into the podcast being like okay well hey is big on horror i am not how are we gonna make this work and the big thing is that when you consume a lot of content geared geared towards the dramatic side of things is you learn how to build tension and that's the the big thing that helps in episode six is that tension yeah um so that's kind of the main thing for writing horror in terms of writing character i um we when we're building characters often use tarot archetypes 
that is not a secret. Um, but what we did at one point was we sat down and we did like nine card spreads where we tried to figure out who the character was, what their story was going to be, how that was going to affect the other characters. And we used that to help inform and build their, their roles in the story. That was kind of how we, um, there's characters that come into play in the, in the second arc of the second arc of the show where we, we knew they were going to be really big players in the story and, and you'll meet them very soon. But we oh, had I'm to... so excited! I'm so excited! Oh, uh, I love them so much. Um, and like we knew they were going to be huge players, and it turns out once we were structuring out the story of the full season that they, they sure are, they sure are big players. Um, so it's one of those things where we, it's a little bit of fate or random chance, whatever you choose to believe. Um, helping us guide the inspiration for the characters in terms of writing three-dimensional characters. Um, my my best explanation for my inspiration there is that I watched a lot of um, The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, that, I think, those two shows have really geared me into writing very three-dimensional character heavy stories um now what i want to add to that um the, the again the thing about road x is that it's not necessarily geared towards traditional horror but you're maya you're so good at writing these characters in such a three-dimensional way that the horror of the show and how it's going to be relying in the next couple of seasons is less in there i mean there's spooky stuff jesus christ there's spooky stuff but it's going to be more geared towards what's going to happen to these characters and how these characters deal with the spooky stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit of the the psychological aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, and the more... Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's very much playing on the um, man-made horrors beyond their comprehension. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what so I... Cool. I, I was a psych minor before I dropped out of university to go to writer school. Um, and so a lot of how I've been dealing with these characters has been from the the perspective of their how their brains are going to process all of this and how what the con what the long term consequences are of going through the things they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a it's a bit of a melting pot of inspirations. I think every show is like that, though. And I think that's the thing about every show. That That's what makes every show special. All right. It's a different melting pot. move on to things. It's a, yep. <laughs> in the case of, of The Good Place, it's a bunch of chili with, <laughs> with uh, what was it, peeps? Candy? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you put I peeps show, in the chili, and it makes it taste bad. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, references aside, um... So, Lumerie asked, <laughs> do you record scenes together or separately? We record them together. Uh, as we kind of started mentioning already, we were all in different places. We're all, we're all scattered through the U.S. and Canada. So, Maya and I, we get together, um, and we have a, a Discord server that we use specifically for crew and cast. And we normally uh, get together, I mean, of course, director, performer, and a script supervisor. 
normally if it's uh if it's another performer maya will be the script supervisor if it's maya the the, the performer uh then alex is normally the script supervisor or i do the same job and what the script supervisor does is that we have what we call a scripty sheet which is uh it's a document on google docs uh and it has each line that the character has in that episode in one table and for for example if the line is hi how are you Every time that the performer does the line, normally we try to keep it like three times consistently so that I can have a choice in post-production. So the actor says, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And for every time the actor does it, Maya puts a, a stick, an eye on the little box. So it ends up being three little sticks. And I'm like, oh, my favorite take was the third take, right? So I highlight the third stick. And so for that, um, once we are done with the recording, once we export those audios and they, I get those audios to start making the rough cut of the episodes, then I know which was my favorite take while we were recording. And we can use that take to actually reflect it in the episode. Sometimes it, I end up changing my mind while I'm actually listening to them, but it's, it's such a huge help. So I don't need to go through every single one and be like, oh, this was my favorite. Still normally do, <laughs> but it does help a lot. Yeah. Um, I also want to clarify, um, I want to clarify that um, by recording the scenes together, we mean that the, you know, there's people sitting in on a recording, but it's one actor recording at a time. We're not really right. like doing like, you know, in film, you're recording, you're taking, you're recording scenes. Can I speak? Recording scenes with the other actors present and playing off of each other. And we're not doing that. So it can be a little bit more challenging. And Haya has to, like, remember um, how one actor delivered this line to give you direction on how to deliver your line in that same scene. Um, but it does make it a little bit easier to schedule recording. And I think that's just kind of industry standard. Okay, Maya, the question I was going to ask. What are your favorite... First, can you explain how we communicate through a scripty sheet? And then, what is your favorite <laughs> scripty sheet moment? So, in the scripty sheet, as Hey has mentioned, there are um, there are four columns. There's one with the page number so that we know which page mm -hmm. that line is on. Then there's the the line itself. Um, then there's the number of takes column. And then the final column is our notes column. And um, a lot of the time, that's Haya typing in Franken when he likes multiple takes and wants to mm -hmm. smush them together. Um, but what also tends to happen is... If I have a pitch for how um, I think it'd be cool to have a line delivered, I will type it to Haya in the um, in the little notes section while we're on the same document and be like, can we maybe get a take? That sounds just like a little bit more depressing. And then he will say, sorry, God's telling me something. Yeah, can we get that take <laughs> a little bit more depressing? <laughs> um, and then sometimes just us making jokes. <laughs> in the scripty sheet just little in jokes 